ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Scott Show. Dr. Locke is here. Norman. Doctor. My PhD he is comes in, in agriculture today. Beats up on Lynn. Just to, I guess, I don't know why. You beat up on Lynn just to make yourself, prop yourself up, prop up your ego. Yeah, it happens. I mean, come on. It's Lynn. Like, Bully's bully. You know. Bullies. Did you say bullies bully? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what they do. That's Norman Locke. I'm Scott Prey. There's the great Scott show. We're going to get into a, a number of things today. Um, going to talk uh, NFL, obviously. Little Saints, Cowboys, Russell Wilson rumors, college football, coaching, carousel. Uh, something I've heard a lot about sort of destination jobs and, and the debate of best job in college football and blah, blah, blah. Little Zion, little UL hoops as uh, they... They handled McNeese last night at the Cajun Dome. Uh, Kobe Julian, shout out to him. 18 points in the first half. Cajuns hit a lot of threes in the first half. That's something you know they weren't doing consistently earlier in the season. So good to see them get a home win and uh, put up as much points as they did, especially considering they were missing a number of key players at the moment. Now Saturday they have to go and play in Ruston against Louisiana Tech, and that's one that, uh, you know, on the hardwood you always want to win. So with all that being said, Norman, what's what's on your mind? You come in here with that that smug look on your face. Oh, <laughs> uh, right, right now it's just um, I'm a little upset and disappointed uh, with the Cajuns being selected to go to the New Orleans Bowl. I just felt like they deserved a better bowl. So I mean, I, you know, it's big up to the Cajuns on getting to the New Orleans Bowl. But I just feel like you know, are you serious right now? Yeah. Do you know how the bowl system works? I does I do know how the bowl so, system works, so but I'm still. Wh- you know. Why would you? That's like saying I'm disappointed that it, I didn't the win system needs to change. Okay, I mean, well, so yeah, yeah. say you're disappointed in the system. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that I didn't mean get to elaborate on it, but I'm, yes, I'm still I'm salty. But we need to we need to elaborate on it because there are a lot of people that don't understand. Yeah, they don't. I mean, ESPN picked the first bowl. I mean, they get the, the first dibs, and New Orleans bowl gets gets, gets gets gets. Four out of every six years of this contract, when they want to, they can select first, and they exercise that right this year. I bet they would. That's why. That's why I'm like, okay. I mean, is this? But the other is, bowls too that you're tied into. So you have two bowls specifically just tied into the Sun Belt, which is New Orleans and Lending Tree. Mm-hmm. So those, no matter what, will have a Sun Belt team. Then you have eight other bowls that ESPN can mix and match with. None of which, in my opinion, are. I mean, the the buyout's not as big as the New Orleans no. Bowl. None of them are like. No. Whoa, you know, but I, I think a lot of people feel like bowls can just select whoever they want. And no. if you're not going to a New Year's Six, the reality is the New Orleans Bowl is usually of of all of them the best option. Unless I'll say this, you have a premier matchup with one of these other bowls. I don't care if it's the Frisco Bowl or the 
the Idaho Potato Bowl. The committee. Although I don't, I don't want to play in the, in the committee. I don't want to play in a bowl that's on Christmas Day. No, I no, wouldn't no, want my no, team. Don't to want to compete against. But Christmas. that's one of them. But like my point, you don't want to compete against Santa. No, no, nah, <laughs> yeah, not that guy. Well, like my my thing is like that's somebody called me the other day and was like, well, yeah, but like, what if they had gone thirteen and all? I'm like, still would have been normal. It would have been the exact same thing, yeah. um, unless you're. Now, the, the Cajuns are third amongst a group of G5 in terms of they would have to be first to be in a New Year's Six. The two ahead of them are Cincinnati and Houston. Now, both of them will be out of the AAC. So when you think about the realm of possibility of it'll probably never happen. Got to expand you never, 12. You never know. I mean, but I, I just mean in terms of a select six. I mean, okay, yeah, I just right, mean yeah. in terms of a select six, college football playoff aside, getting into the New Year's Six was the only distant reality of them not going to New Orleans this year if they had an outstanding season. And it would have taken Cincinnati losing multiple, probably two games, Houston yeah, two losing games. maybe three, uh, and the Cajuns going undefeated. Going undefe- if the Cajuns had gone undefeated, you might have got it if Houston, over Houston, but Cincinnati would have had to probably lose twice. Um, those teams are now leaving the AAC for the Big 12, so... The Cajuns, if Coach Michael Desimo can continue the winning ways that Billy Napier started, then maybe it's not completely out of the realm of possibility, even though a Sunbelt school has never been in a select six. Um, it, you looked at his contract and the, the incentives, there was one really big one, and it was getting to a New Year's Six or the college football playoff. And I think one of those two things is is really hard. Well, both are exceptionally hard to do. Yeah, yeah. But one of them is, is a reality. Um, a possibility, although it's never been done before, but to do it, they're going to have to keep winning a bunch. You think Coach Desimo's the guy for the job? Yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> I mean, what I like to do is talk to the former players who really know him. You know, active players, they know him now, but the former players, they have played a tender with him and have a relationship past the game of football. So when I talk to some of the former players and they all chimed in, and they say he's a great guy, you know, and that's the first step to being a, a good coach is being a great human being, being a good locker room person. Do you care person. about us? Yeah, do you right. care about us? Do you? Once we stop playing collegiate football, can you? Can we still call you? And that's the thing that resonated with me with the former players is like, oh, no, we still, coach, we still talk to him. So with that being said, I know that it was a move to help with keeping some of the recruits, keeping some of the active players from transferring also because the active players have a rapport with him. So I, I do like the move, um, you know, losing Jabbar Jaluk, you know, when I, I spoke on SEC in the morning, you know, I was, that's one of the things I was most scared about because he's a trailblazer when it comes to recruiting. But also, I still think the Cajuns will still be able to get some of the top recruits in Louisiana and down south. And I think this Cajuns team is, you know, has a set a nice foundation in this past, well, I'll say the past decade. And I think the future is very bright for the Raging Cajun football. ESPN Lafayette, Scott Prather, Norman Locke. Um, there are two things. Well, there, there's one thing that's just incredibly difficult. No matter what, you're always going to be compared to Billy Napier. No matter what. When you replace somebody that has unprecedented success, it doesn't matter if it's football. In life, no matter where it is, you're always going to be compared. I say always. At some point, if you're there long enough, it'll go away. But it's 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 going to be there, and um, he knows that he gets that. But that comparison's always going to be there. And then you're going to have critics that anytime they ever even lose a game, it's oh well, they just 
you know, they just promote it from within because he's Michael Desermo and, and he's played at UL. And it's like, well, I, I was talking to Dr. Maggard on Monday. I'm like, listen, I mean, I told him straight up. I'm like, I don't think you would put your job on the line for a feel good story. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I said, it's nice. It's icing, but it's not the cake. I you mean, know, it's like if, if he, if that stuff is, is, is part of the story, it's nice. Obviously it means a lot to, to, to coach Des for, multiple reasons and a big one is because it's home for him and they've given him all these chances as a player and then as a coach etc cetera, etc cetera. but that's not why you hire a coach because it's a feel-good story if that's if that's part of it cool but you hire a coach because you think they're going to win a lot bottom line especially when you're the ad and it's your most important hire to date see my expectations aren't i wouldn't say i don't want it to to come off i guess negative but my expectations for Coach Desimo, I don't, is not to compare him to Billy Napier. That's good. That's that. I mean, that's, that's good. But you're you're. I would say you're in the minority there, Norm. Well, it, the reason why is because okay, Cajuns lose one game this season. Cajuns lost two games last season. Uh, last season they lost one game, right? They one, lost only to Coastal. One game. Yeah. Yeah. So he's lost. He's, he's he's he is um, thirty two and five in his last. Billy Napier was thirty three and five and thirty three and five since since his first. So he went seven and seven in his first year, and he went thirty three and five over the next three years. And every year he won ten games, then eleven, and now twelve. Possible. Well, he won twelve, and then Coach Desimo could possibly take it to thirteen in the team. So for. <laughs> Just to be better, you have to go undefeated. And the Cajuns, to recent date, haven't been undefeated. J- just to possibly be better. So that's why my expectations was like, okay, uh, you know, I'll give him the bottom of, of Coach Hudspitz's error, four losses. And that's a good season. In year one, right, right? Yeah, in year one. Like, that's a good season. Like, uh, we were celebrating four in a row. Of going nine and four, if I'm not mistaken, from 2011 to 2014, uh, they went eight and four, nine and four. If you count the bowl win for four consecutive years, four consecutive years. So, okay, uh, let me all Cajuns fans, let's let's get off our high horse and let's get back to being, you know, uh, blue collar. I'll say that the mug bugs getting it out the mud. You want them to win every game if they go. Nine and four, ten and three. You're not going to say what a failure. Yeah, like <laughs> right, what? Right, like right. oh yeah, they hire from internals to feel good story. Uh, Cajuns only lost three games. Okay, they're losing. And look, he, he's he is. I have a problem. Is, we lose to ULM. He, he, he is <laughs> as competitive uh, mf'er, and I mean that in a complimentary way. What quarterback you know is not, dude, and that's another that thing. Guy, it's like that that dude. Played. I mean, you're gonna. You're, I, I'm gonna say this, and you'll make a joke. In college, he really was like a, a Taysom Hill. The good parts of it, because before he could play quarterback, he was playing on special teams. He was playing don't, all don't these multiple positions. Hey, you, you were you were what? You, you, pre, you pre, yeah, you, you were took. six years old when when Coach Des was 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 the Sun Belt Conference Offensive Player of the Year multiple times. So don't I, compare him to Taysom Hill. I, I was in in college. Compare that's Taysom Hill to him. <laughs> no, but the, the injuries that that guy played from. I mean, he got at one point, and then you know, I think he he got in a motor ac- motorcycle accident at one point, and 
when he was in college, and folks might wonder where the scars came from, but incredible teammate. He and Jerry Babb, when they were competing, you know, for snaps at quarterback, were really close. I mean, I'm not surprised that, like, the way that he was as a player, I'm not surprised at all at the coach that he is in terms of, like, how the staff and players feel about him. Yeah, I mean, there's some people, Jake DeLome said this on my show yesterday, Norm. He's like, look, you you can have... The Kyle Cole? Huh? <laughs> no, I, Jake, Jake, Jake's, I love Jake's, Jake's a friend of an actual friend of mine, by the way. Um, he was on yesterday, and we were talking the NFL. We were talking college. We were talking Coach Desimone. He's like, you don't have to have like a certain personality. You can have a personality like Napier. You can have a personality like, you know, Coach O. Coach O. Like, well, basically, as a head coach, how you the the most important thing in the whole formula is either you have. You have the ability to lead young men or you don't. That's it. it like, they're either going to follow you or they don't. Everything else is important. That is number one on the list. He says, I believe that this guy has that ability. He's like, I've been in a lot of locker rooms. I've seen coaches that get by because they have the right staff or they have the right quarterback, but they never, ever come close to reaching their potential because they can't fully get people to buy into what they're doing. It's like... You have it or you don't. And he feels like Coach Desimo has that aspect of it. And he said, listen, I I, I understand what people are going to say about, well, he didn't have the experience here or there, but, you know, he's got a lot of experience from Coach Napier. And as Coach Desimo said, when I interviewed him in his first interview as head coach uh, Tuesday morning, he said, I know what people were going to say as soon as I got the job. They were going to say, oh, well, experience. He's like, I'm not going to apologize because I didn't have to go the route that Billy did. Like, I've you know, I've learned everything he learned at Colorado State, at Arizona State, at Florida State, at Alabama twice. He's like, I've I had a front row seat to all of that. And, you know, yes, I didn't go about it the way he did in terms of making a lot of stops, but you know, I'm 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 ready for this job. And um That's my biggest thing. Don't compare. I, I just can't compare the lineage. I, I'm never in the four years that Billy was here, he never really got compared to Coach Hood. It's just funny that it's just like the Coach Hood era just got swept under the rug. I don't know. Well, he like didn't get just... compared to it because Coach Hud, if Coach Hud had left after four straight New Orleans Bowls, whoever the next head coach was would have been compared to it. Like, I think you get compared when you're replacing someone that has unprecedented success somewhere. I mean, he um, did. Am I tripping, Coach? Hutt? Up until Bill Napier, Coach Hutt had the most success as a Cajun coach. Sure, but but he got. I mean, it, how did it end? He got fired. Like you're not you're not wrong. So maybe I need to rephrase it. But my point is, you've never when you're replacing somebody that that like Aaron Rodgers was going to be compared to Brett Favre for a long time until finally he wasn't because he was just Aaron Rodgers. When you're replacing a great or what a fan base considers a great, that comparison's just going to be there, fair or not. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it should be. Don't get me wrong. Um, when you build a certain standard of success, like Nick Saban, Brian, like, Brian Kelly's going to be compared to Nick Saban, which is silly. No, not. Les no, Miles not. was. Les Ed, Miles was. Ed O was. Ed, like, it was no, this standard no, that was set. I don't agree. I, I don't I, agree. I, 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 Coach O. cannot agree. But. I'll say Coach O. Was ne- was never compared to Nick the Saban. problem with the problem with I think uh, some of the LSU fan base is that once Saban built a certain standard, they're always sort of comparing it to what it it should be or what they think it should be, and you got to take each coach sort of as they are on their own. 
Well, I think they're going to take a lot when it comes to Brian Kelly because uh, I don't – down south, I don't think he's going to do well, to be honest. Um, okay, if if the whole rapport about Notre Dame is the regular season, they don't play anybody. Postseason, they can't win. Okay, he comes to LSU in the midst of they're losing recruits, they're losing transfers – they 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 don't have a, a solid quarterback. They don't have a solid running back. Two of the key things that LSU has had over the past five years. Uh, and he's supposed to just just win. I mean, I, I think I think he'll be okay. I think Brian Kelly's always been a bit of a of a jerk, and I don't. If he wins, it really doesn't matter. And that's not to say I, that's I know I know I know Notre Dame boosters, and they were like, you know, he won, but it wasn't like he was. He was everyone's like best friend either. I mean, I'm looking. I, I'm just. I'm looking at a football standpoint, and it's like, okay, if Ian Book was the winningest quarterback of Notre Dame's history, and he he can't get no type of skin in the NFL, he, he's not. I don't know. He wasn't that highly drafted, and he comes to LSU. He's not about to come get a stud down here. I mean, I I think I think I think he'll win some games. I think yeah, I think, yeah, I think, he'll, I think, I think he'll, he'll win nine games a season. I, th- I think no, I think Brian Kelly. I think at some point, if he stays there long enough, he'll probably win a national title at some point, and then he'll end up getting fired because he's you know going a eight year four or three <laughs> or four years later. I don't, I don't believe that he stays there uh, long enough to win a national title. I How think, long was Coach O's tender? Three win. years, four years, uh, five years, I think. Four or four and like eighteen, nineteen, four, four and change. Yeah, four and change. Four and change. Because he he, t- he came. He was the interim. They won that bowl game. Yeah. He, well, they they fired Les Miles like after like week four. So it was a good chunk of that season. Yeah, he was the. But I just remember you know Miles got fired after like they lost to Auburn and they were so so. Oh, it was. It was uh, it was it, it was it was like three. It was like seventy plus percent of a season. Like 17, 18, 19, yeah. 2000. Yeah, yeah, five seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just about. I'd, I'd give it, you know. And then prior to that uh, as the interim, but. i give him five seasons. No national championship. No wins over Bama. See, this, this brings up an interesting question about, like, destination jobs. And I have often heard this debate about what's the best job in college football. And Moon Grafal, who. Some folks listening know he's on news talk, but I see Moon every day in the building, and I think all you can agree that Moon likes to talk a lot, and he he talks <laughs> to me often, and it's you know it's usually just about sports or something. And he he asked me this a month ago before before Napier was gone, before Coach O was you know everyone knew he was going to be let go, but no one knew who the head coach was going to be next at LSU. And there's all this debate, and he's like, "What do you think the best coaching job is in college football?" And I said. I think that debate is misguided because I think the answer to that is not, first of all, and when it comes to college football fans, you're never going to get fan bases to agree on anything, number one. But number two, that question means different things to different coaches. You could look at what Cristobal has to work with at Oregon versus what he has to work with at Miami. And say, well, Oregon, just from a pure football standpoint, if you looked at it in a vacuum currently, in terms of boosters, in terms of facilities, in terms of all this stuff, you could say, I think Oregon's a better job. If you're looking at it through a vacuum as Mario Cristobal, 
One of those is home. One of those is, well, I'm from there. I know that area well. I can recruit there. And then the other thing is they wrote him a giant check. Um, but for Cristobal, he probably has always viewed Miami, no matter what the state of the program is, as like a top three or four job. Clemson has always been a good job, but before Dabo Sweeney, in terms of where they were athletically, no one looked at Clemson as like, oh, that's one of the best jobs in college football. Alabama was set to hire Rich Rodriguez, who's now the head coach at Jacksonville State. They were set to hire Rich Rodriguez, who was leaving West Virginia or Michigan, wherever he was at the time. I think it was West Virginia at the time, and going to become the coach at Alabama. And he said, no, I, I, I backed out. And then they end up getting Nick Saban like late in the process. It wasn't like they set out in 2006 and said, this is going to be our guy. We're going to get, we're going to get Nick Saban. He's number one on the list. At that moment in time, as crazy as it might sound, Alabama was not one of the best jobs in college football based on what they had done you know, the, the, the eight years prior to that. So, no, I mean, it, and like you say, I agree. It's, it's, it means something different to different people. It's not just... Like, I, I think people want to have a list of these are the best jobs of college football. It'll never change because look at the recruiting. Look at this. Look at that. Look at people would tell you USC is. And then what's your, what's like, your no. destination coaching job? I, I, I don't what's have one. Destination? You don't, don't, you don't I, have I, one? I don't, I don't have one. Oh, come on. Scott. Whoever writes the biggest check because that's all it is now. You've heard a lot of why would Brian Kelly leave Notre Dame? Let me tell you something. Oh, you saw the details of that 2. contract? Six, seven mil. He was the 60th highest paid coach in college football when he was at Notre Dame, who, by the way, has a lot of booster money. Now, it's like, what, second or third? And with incentives could be first. Why would uh, why would Manny Diaz leave? Well, you know, I'm sorry, Mario Cristobal leave. Well, one, I said it, Miami's home. But again, look at how much they're paying him. It is a... Napier a, got 52. I mean, are you... Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Oh, U.S. He he. The whole. Oh, he's scared of the SEC. He doesn't want to go. That I'm not. I'm not trying to dismiss that as it being no reason. But guys, look at the contract. Look at the money first and foremost, and that will give you the answer. You could say, L.A. area better, deeper talent than Oklahoma. All that stuff's true, but the number one reason is the paycheck. That's it. So we're wasting all our yes. time debating all this other stuff. Yes, I, I do agree with you. You're going to move when you get more money. That's that's number well, one. a lot more money. A lot more money. I mean, double. I mean, it seems like they got, all got <laughs> doubled. I mean, Kelly got, got like a 500% raise. Pretty, yeah, so it's like I'm definitely dipping. But when you come to a way, like you, like you said, it's a, I wouldn't call it a lateral movement. I'll say it's other factors that are weighing to me. I want to coach in the south over coaching in the north. <laughs> but that there you go. But like that's destination for you. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather coach in the like, south. Like Luke you know, Fickle, he's like Midwest guy through and through, doing great at Cincinnati. Like never really been outside of that area. Like he probably viewed. I feel like he would view something like Michigan or Ohio State, and he's. I know he's not going there. He's at Cincinnati, but he would probably view those as like number one destination job. Yeah. Whereas. Maybe someone like Coach Napier, he'd never admit it. Maybe it was always Bama or always Florida where he is now or or, or another school in the SEC because that's kind of where his roots are. I know I'm just rambling here, Norm, but my point about like the debate of what's the best job in college football, um, you could say it depends on who you ask when you're talking about fan base, but truly it depends on who you ask when you talk to a coach and when you talk to a coach's agent. Footprint and paychecks. I'm Those going. are the things that matter most. Right. I, I'll say my three. All right, Norms. 
I'm an arm swimmer. You can put in your resume? Yeah. Uh, my, you know, I can put in. They just hire coaches, so I can't really formally put in my bid for it right now. You got Arkansas Monticello. <laughs> but I do have USC. There's no particular order. Okay. USC. You know, it's, it's California. If you get back on top, the stars are all going to start coming out. You're going to get all of the celebrities at the football games. You start getting more endorsement deals. You might even be a coach, Instagram influencer. Boom, USC. Two, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I have to say LSU. If you win at LSU, the entire state of Louisiana will forever put you on a pedestal. People can say what they want about Les Miles. If Les Miles come into Baton Rouge, they're going to roll out the red carpet. Coach yeah. O, come back. I'll disagree with you about Les Miles, but it's for reasons other than football. I don't think the red carpet would be there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Football. Football. I don't think the red carpet would be there now. Nick Saban. I mean, we know he has done the LSU the past decade, but if he said, I want to come back, they will roll out the red <laughs> carpet. Are you kidding me? Coach O, a blank check. just football. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, even though he just got fired, he he'll always got, be. He'll always be. So, you know, and then third, have to say Miami. Same reasons of Southern California. You're winning at Miami. You're going to get the celebrities out. You're in Florida. No state, no uh, income tax. And then, again, you, you're in Miami. Now, I know Miami's a tiny school. I've been to the University of Miami before. It's really tiny. So I, I see the booster say it's going to build them a new stadium, the billion-dollar booster says it's going to build them a new stadium. So, again, those they've are three. They've been saying that for a long time, by the way. A billion dollar boost been, to ain't it. They've been, they've been saying stuff about Miami for a long time. Now they're just taking money from their hospital, which is little. He, That's the Canes have Duke one, does it. The Canes have one 10 win season since 2003. Yeah, it's really bad. They're living off the pass. I mean, that's, that's what they, exactly. Exactly. But hey, but if you could coach there. Get three million dollars a year, but for you, win seven for games. You, it's, it's, it's about <laughs> it's about geography more than anything else. Yeah. If I told you, okay, yeah, well, Texas is going to pay you triple what all those schools are paying you. Where are you going to go? Hook them. <laughs> <laughs> like money See me first, in that burnt orange. <laughs> money first, footprint second. That's really, what's the best job in college football, Hey, I've been to put on one of those fake Texan accents like Brian Kelly did with this. Family. <laughs> Family. Give me an audio Guess book. what? Yeah, it was so funny. It was, it's just going to be funny because, you know, I mean, it's an SEC school. Like, it's going to turn in. Like, if he wins, it will turn into, like, this, uh, this rallying cry, like, for LSU fans, if they lose, it's going it's going to oh, be it's going to be line. really bad. I it's going to be really it's, bad. It's it's really that simple, guys. I mean, I know we say it at nauseum, but Coach O said it best when he when they were having the dream season. He, I, maybe it was on, maybe it was after the, maybe it was sixty minutes, but he was just like everything I've ever been made fun of for is now being celebrated because I'm winning. Yeah. Said if I'm losing, they're all going to make jokes about it. Like that's it. Like, oh, I love his voice. It's the best. Oh, oh my gosh, man, you just can't coach him. He can't even talk. <laughs> it's so, it's so, you know, all these, oh, well, you know, Coach O, he's running around and, and well, he, he's, he's recently divorced. He's running all the other women, blah, blah, blah. It's like, if he was winning, you'd be talking about those he's things a, like it was cool. He's a socializer. And because he's losing, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, what he needs to focus on football. It's just. Because now, now he's the, just womanizing the, people the, for the cheap. The family that will be celebrated, if LSU, especially if they have a, like a really good year right out the gate. It's going to be like, that's right, we're family, and and we're gonna. Hey, uh, Coach Kelly, can you do that 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 accent? You know, to be funny. If they lose, it's going to be like this. 
this, this jabroni came in here and, you know, <laughs> mispronounced <Yankee>. one <laughs> word one time and it became this giant... I mean, it was being covered on like news networks. I'm like, okay, now, now we're just no because out of it was hand. it was really fake. Oh, sure it was. It was but, really no, fake. But it no, was, not, like no, Scott, Scott. It was, I'm not it was saying really it. I'm not it was, saying it wasn't fake. But good lord, no, it was really the guy. Fake. The it guy was, said family. It was fake. The funniest thing I saw was uh, someone just had one of the Fast and Furious movie clips. You know, Statham's like, oh yeah, you gonna call your friends? And then Vindy's was like, I ain't got friends. I got Family had <laughs> Kelly in there. I was like, God, it. this is why Twitter's the best for this stuff. Get him out of the eight wins. That's all I see next season. Eight win- next season, that might be. You might be right. I don't know who's the quarterback. Everybody's might leaving. It. Might be it. No, the real. My question is, who's going to quarterback him in the bowl game? Ever, no, no. Because yeah. you could like. So you have you have Nussmeyer. No, you got uh, you, Kevin Falk's son you, plays quarterback. Right, I know you have, but Nussmeier, Nussmeier would be the obvious choice. But if he does it, he loses his red shirt. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it's like, ooh, you're going to, you know. You're going to kill his red shirt. You're going to lose a whole year of eligibility for Texas Bowl. So you end up having Kevin Falk's Falk, son. Or there's there's one other kid there that, um, oh, I think his last name is O'Dowd, maybe. Just no little baby folk be on Twitter talking. He be responding to the trolls. Don't respond back to me. <laughs> troll? Why would you troll? I wasn't trolling. Yeah, you just said, I was on. trolling LSU. You are Dr. Troll. I wasn't trolling him. I'm not trolling him. Yeah, I wasn't trolling you them. Are. Yes, you are. No, I was trolling LSU. Hey, you troll them, you troll them all. Well, I mean. You troll a program, the, you're trolling everybody that belongs to The truth to is, when you get your degree, it says LSU Agriculture and Mechanical College. I don't know why they hate to leave that fact out of there, but it's that's a fact. Not what they're branded as athletically. It's the same reason UL fans hate when someone calls them ULL. Well, well, well I, when I get my degree, it doesn't say ULL. Doesn't it say Louisiana Lafayette? I don't know. I haven't looked at yeah. it. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it says Louisiana I haven't looked at Lafayette. my doctorate in a long time, Scott. <laughs> no, no, that one, that one. Where did you get your Doctor Troll PhD? That thing was that was that like a, like a it was an online course? Okay. Printed that one out. One of those old Apple you got printer a P- a PDF a PDF file. That's right. Hey, happy birthday to my mom! It's her birthday today. Woo woo! Love you, mom. All right. When we come back, Scott Prather, Norman Locke, we've talked a little destination jobs. Um, Put my head in for that Miami job, man. There was a there was a, a a report that came out uh, yesterday about how badly LSU wanted Jimbo Fisher. <clears throat> Wait till you hear the numbers of this and UL versus Marshall. We're going to talk about the actual bowl game, what you expect, and a couple of things to keep an eye out for in this one. It's all coming your way right here. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott. That's Doctor Troll. We're back after this. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Intergalactic, planetary, intergalactic, planetary, 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 planetary
Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Talk a little Cajun the hoops. Talk a lot of college football. The idea of a destination job. Brett McMurphy reported yesterday that in November, LSU offered Jimbo Fisher. Or they, I'm sorry. He, let me let me quote it correctly. LSU was prepared to offer Fisher an eight-year, $125 million deal. $13 million a year. And, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm staying at A&M. Well, I mean, I'll stay at A&M too. What does Jimbo Fisher want? He won a national championship at Florida State. What, a decade ago now? 2013. Almost. It's been a minute. What has he won since then? I mean, he's been at A&M. They have zero appearances in the SEC title game. They have zero SEC Western Division crowns. Like, Dan Mullen just got run out of Gainesville, and nobody was saying he shouldn't have been and replaced by Billy Napier. But, like, Mullen's resume was a little bit better. Nobody, Florida fans never liked Mullins. Even though he was, he's, he was a weird guy. Yeah, no, I was just all Florida fans. There's a lot of cowboy Florida fans. So on my timeline, I don't know why, but it's weird. Um, I don't Emmett know why. Smith, maybe? Like, what? Yeah. What? I really don't understand, but a lot of Cowboys fans are Florida fans for some odd reason. Don't make sense. That is weird. They're not Texas fans. That like, is they're weird. not AM fans. That's, that's weird. Which is funny to me, but like I said, they're Florida fans. But, and when they hired Billy Napier, my timeline erupted. I just, everybody was just, Florida fans was ecstatic to get Dan Mullen out of there and to get somebody like Billy Napier in there because they just was like, yeah, Billy Napier looks like he's cool. Like, like you say, he just looked. Um, it look weird. I think Brian Kelly will have more success at LSU than Jimbo Fisher would have. I don't agree. Okay. I don't agree. So you think Fisher would have been winning 10, 11 games? Yes. Right. I don't agree. 13 million. I just don't believe in Brian Kelly. I'm sorry. Crazy I, just don't, crazy I, I have to see money. that he's going to be able to actively recruit or put I, I see that they just hired Frank Wilson which is big time that's big time I mean he's he's OG recruit around here McNeese was like what happened yeah. <laughs> they were not expected and suddenly they lost the head coach like that's big time but he gonna have to work overtime oh. it, it, uh, don't get me wrong I don't think they're going uh, like less miles type records like one year they win 11 next year maybe it's nine one year they have the the great perfect storm the next year it's you know eight nine ten like it's gonna be they'll be consistently ranked in the top 20 and then they'll have a year or two in there where they're like in the top five and they're in the college football playoff and at some point that'll be that it'll be gone which bowl game are you most looking forward to most looking forward to hmm New Orleans Bowl. Yeah. Because I, I get to go to Norm Orleans. You know what I'm saying? I get to go home. I get to <laughs> see my sp- peeps. You sponsored the bowl. It'd be Norm Orleans. <laughs> the Norm Orleans. That's the so Norm bad. Orleans Bowl. That's you know? so bad. I, I get to go home, get to see all my family and celebrate with the Cajuns. You know, it's it's going to give me back vibes from that 2014 season when I was in the Dome when I won, won my championship. Louisiana versus Marshall, 8 15. Late game. It is late on ESPN. Cajuns ranked 16th in one poll, 20th in another, 23rd in the college football playoff rankings. You want to finish with your highest 
ranking ever when the season ends. You better go in. You better take care of business against Marshall. Coach uh-huh, you think you can get? will call the plays. Well, in the AP, you could get in certainly in the top fifteen. Nobody, you know, you know, people care about the AP, Scott, but yeah, nobody cares. I, 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 I say people care about it. I okay. started off with that, and then you, said, I said people really don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 Doctor. It's the college football playoff. No, no, no. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I think the college football playoff ranking matters for people that are in the playoffs, but it's only around for like a couple of weeks. How high can they get in those? 22. Okay. Maybe. AP number. Here, here's how, here's how it works. Care about it. Here's how game notes work, Norm. And this is true, not just of G5s. This is true of everyone. Okay. Whatever poll you're ranked in highest at the end of the season, that's what all the game notes are going to say. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. This team ranked in it the season ranked here. It's what every fan's going to say, and it's what's going to be publicized. And so whatever that is. Whatever that can help me. To schedule this Bama game. I think the, the highest they could be ranked is probably 13 or 14. Dude, if you finish Bama. ranked 13. 13, we want Bama. Stop it. I want the t-shirt. We want Bama. Louisiana versus Marshall. So, Coach Desimo will be the play caller. Um, You're missing some people. You've also got early signing day, which is in six days. You've had a head coach leave and bring some assistance and analysts with him. In terms of prepping for a bowl game, this is as unique and different as you're ever gonna ha- as you're ever gonna see. There are a lot of obstacles before it ends. Graduation. How, how you how you feel about the Cajuns against Marshall in this thing? I like them against Marshall. Man, Marshall has had an up and down season this year. Um, they couldn't really get consistent throughout the year. Uh, so I, I think the Cajuns are a far better team. Hopefully, the Cajuns go out there and you know drop fifty in a statement win. And then, you know, we do our thing on Bourbon Street. See you, the line on Bourbon Street. You, um, you get a lopsided win. That's going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way. In terms of that, that final ranking, for sure. It, it certainly will. Get along, get, a, get to that, that 13 win mark. It's going to look nice on them rings for them boys. Get a conference champion. I wonder if they're going to do the one ring, two accolade combo, or do the two rings. We're going to do the fist combination, you know. RG3 was calling the ACC championship game, which was not a game anyone cared all that much about. But I think I think Robert Griffin III is really good as a as a as color analyst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he he came up with the no pressure, no diamonds in terms of his keys to the game. That's not, he didn't. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. He took it to a different like everyone uses that phrase, right? Okay. And he was like, "What I mean is, you don't get pressure on the quarterback." You ain't got a shot at getting those diamonds, those championship rings. You can flush them down the toilet. I was like, <laughs> "All right, see, he's that's he's thinking okay, different. He's thinking more beyond just let me just give him the typical, you know, coach speak and all the number stuff." Because I saw it too. I'm like, "Wow, cool." And then he explained it. I'm like, "All right, he got me." Okay. Because I rolled my eyes like you, and then like, I was oh, like, yeah. "Okay, all right, that's clever. That's yeah, clever." Yeah. But it's actually just like it's God, what is it about that guy? Like he comes on a TV to do a game. And like my timeline is like, put him in the put him in the broadcasting hall of fame, or he is complete trash. Get him out of the booth. I'm like, good. Like, what? first I'll of all, I think that he's guy. Good. First of all, I think he's good. I like um, and and secondly, isn't that the response you want? Either I love him or I can't stand him. Like when you're getting a response, isn't that the best thing? Is no, as a no, no. Look at Booger, Booger McFarland. What he about get, him? 
You don't see the response to what he, what he used like to get? Overwhelmingly negative, like all of them? 99%? Yeah, but you say I, you want a response. No, no. You, <laughs> you, I you, said, no, no. I yeah. said for RG3, isn't the best response having positive and negative and then because then people are arguing and they're getting they're getting more into it so you're trending even more and they're debating and I feel like you would just want about the, you as a broadcast you would just want the positive if not more so the negative if you, you want to go to like your garbage that is not good no. yeah no it's not yeah you just <laughs> don't want the flat because it's like with tony i don't see any bad talk with tony to fight against the good talk with tony tony rumble i guess not you i know? mean yeah what thing rumble always does is uh, i don't know jim but I don't see anybody, you know, use that negatively. But it's just like with Booger, it's just like they tell Booger up. To, I mean, he was, they took you know, he had he to was, take him off. He, Booger, Booger's got some some thick skin. I'll give him that. Like he's just like, all right, whatever. I'm still gonna work hard. You know, once ice cream is frozen, it becomes ice cream. Back to you, Scott. <laughs> Thank you, Booger. <laughs> I love Booger though. Like he's just he's like the parsley. I, I don't know why they tried to make him like the seasoning salt, you know, or the marinade. Nah, he's just the parsley. You just put him in a position just to be the just the addition on top. You know what I'm saying? The cherry on top, the whipped cream on top of Sunday. That's all you need to be. ESPN Lafayette. I'm Scott. That's Norm. We're gonna take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Open up phone lines for you at 269-1077-269-1077. We'll start to look at the NFL. Week 14 schedule. We'll make some I picks. I can't do it yet. What do you mean you can't do it yet? I need the loser of the bet to call in first. Oh, oh yeah. What's his name? Oh. Smoke Dog or whatever? <laughs> no, I'm serious. What, that's his name? No, I, I don't think it was Smoke Dog. I have to go look. I, I, I went and I went Y'all kept saying it. Smoke Dog. No, it wasn't there. Smoke Dog, though. Dude. It wasn't Smoke Dog. But so y'all had the name wrong. We have the name oh, okay. wrong. We okay. Have wrong. We have the name wrong. We have the name wrong. And I'm going to teach Norm... He thinks he's the doctor. I'm going to teach him a lesson about making bets on the radio as somebody that has experience in this kind of thing. Okay. Don't go anywhere. It's coming your way next. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket at sports. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Scott Praise and Norman Locke. Here's one thing you should never do, Norman. What is that? Never make a bet on the radio with a listener that you don't actually know. Ever. Ever. I know him. Never. Really? What does he look like? I, I know what he looks like. It's funny. That's why it's funny. Don't, don't make me do it. I know he you know what he looks like from like his phone a, number. Really? Yeah, I do. Oh, well, then let's call him. This early? Why not? You you know who made the bet. Okay, we can do that. You're saying you know who made this eyebrow bet with you. Yes, I do. And they made it how and when? They made it on the radio, on air, in front of everybody. And everybody how do you it? have their number? They text, us about, they text us about the bet. 
But like I said, I, you were so into it that I said I lost communication from him for the you, past you month. You said it was the wrong person last week, by the way. We said, said the wrong it, name. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. So, excuse, and, and that person, do you have that? Yeah, no, you don't. You, you kept waiting for that person to go. So stop with the you did this. I've lost communication. That. Never, ever make a bet with a listener that you don't actually know and know well. What do they have to lose if they don't follow through on the bet, Norm? Nothing. I didn't have anything to lose anyway. Any anyway, because oh, I knew the Cowboys were winning. Freaking highbrow. I knew the all Cowboys were winning. All jokes aside, you had a lot to lose because if you lose a bet on the radio with a listener that you don't know personally and know them well, all the listeners will be like, hey, "You're not a man of your word. You didn't. You didn't follow through. You you're didn't not, do it. You're not a man of faith. I had the there, faith of a go. thousand praying grandmothers. There you go. I, I do. You stole that line from your cousin, and it's a great line. <laughs> it's a great line from memory. I had the faith. It, 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 but it's. Don't ever do it. I mean, there's this jabroni years ago that kept baking bets on the air that he was going to write a check to a charity of my choice called every week. You're not going to win this bet. You're not going to win this bet. Blah, 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 blah. Guess what happened? He lost the bet. Did he pay? Well, I didn't bet any money. I, I expect I expect no one to bet to win or pay me any money from a bet on the radio. That's number one. Well, but, So you eyebrow, taking that bet. An eyebrow? Wild things have happened. Come on. I, again, I had the the faith. Feel free to a make thousand. a bet with me. Feel free to make a bet with like Josh who calls in who you're in a fantasy league with. Don't make a bet with somebody that you don't personally know ever. Because there's you have everything to lose. They have zero to lose. They're I had nothing you. to lose because the Saints were not going to wait. fulfill on their destiny. Just wait. So the next time the Cowboys and Saints play, you'll bet your eyebrow again against yes. the listener that you yes. don't, that depending you don't on, even know. Yes, depending on no, 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 how my yes, Cowboys say, looking. Say yes or no. Say yes or no. Yes. Okay. So the next time the Cowboys and Saints play, everybody listening, you don't have to know Norm. Call and make a bet with him, and he'll just bet no matter what. Because the Saints won't hold y'all down. They will fail you. Oh, please. You've seen the Cowboys in your life beat the Saints four times. Stop acting like this is some common The last time we talked, Scott, it was only three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that number went up. Four. It's going to keep going up. Four. As long as I keep living. It's gonna go by the time. By the time Norm's old, it might be all the way up to seven. And guess what? Statistically, we'll be in line for another Super Bowl before the Saints would. What is statistically? We'll be in a better line. What does that even mean? We have had more championships since the start of the NFL. That has nothing to do with what you just said. What you just said makes zero sense. I can explain that. Good luck. So. The Cowboys have had more championships since the existence of the National Football League cool. than the Saints. Okay. So we're more inclined to win another one before you will. That makes zero sense with what you just said. Probably. I got evidence. Zero. I have evidence. Zero. Statistically. I have evidence. Statistically. I have evidence. We in better line. I have evidence. You don't have any evidence. I have evidence. You don't even have evidence of that degree you claim to have, that PhD you claim to have. I haven't it's, seen it. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I told you it was a, a, a PDF. You want, <laughs> don't you, you you want to see the PDF? COVID. That's the okay. only way you can send them, right? You had to, you had to send, I got had to, the PDF, Scott. If you want to see it in the studio, you I can do. just ask. I know. I, I want to frame it in the studio. That's what I want. I want to frame it. I want to, like, shine some of these lights we have just directly onto it. Oh, snap. Yeah, Y'all put the sign? Y'all put the... Oh, it's back up. So that when listeners come in here, they're like, I got to see it. Where is it? I got to see this PhD. And you can get one too. 
Enroll. I don't, I don't. I don't want that kind of PhD. Still got time left. You're young. I don't want that. You got four more years. I'll take it. I'll, you said <laughs> I'm young. I'll just. I'll take that. <laughs> Russell Wilson rumors are heating up. Talk, uh, talk Zion Williamson as well. It's all coming your way next. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. hour of the great scott show i just made norm laugh and he started choking on crackling uh, try to take me out early right, like i said the, the stuff we discuss off the air we just need to turn into a podcast because that's that's uh that's different content right there uh, oh, my best copy. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm sorry now i feel like that person that's like i can't tell y'all what we're talking about and no. i can't i can't um Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Uh, Rage of Cajun men's hoops last night. Got it going from three. Dominated McNeese State. Um, Isaiah Richards was big because Theo Kuba was hurt. He was five of seven, uh, you know, seven rebounds. Kobe Julian was 18 points in the first half. Four, four from beyond the arc. Uh, they were good defensively. I mean, that's been... A couple of issues on this team has been, I think, interior passing and defense, especially from like some of the guards outside of Kendrell Garnett. Um, I mean, the the walk on, how can you not root for that kid? But you got to string together some wins here. You know, the loss to Jackson State was bad. You played bad defense. Won a couple here. How do you get this thing? How do you continue this? How can you carry this with you? You get a win Saturday in La Tech on the road, and I think people will be like, okay, all right, you, you, you're turning a corner here. Even though you're missing some players for, you know, the injuries that you're hoping to get back soon. Uh, I, I Last night's win was good. Let's see what you do on the road this Saturday, 11 a.m. tip in Ruston against the Bulldogs. Pelicans lost last night while we're talking about hoops in overtime. No. Jo- Jokic is... He's just ridiculously good. Now, I haven't had my heart broke by the Pelicans all this season until last night because I went to sleep. Oh, you open yourself up? I, oh, no, see. Come on, you can't open your heart like that. You've got to be guarded. And it barely happened. Better. Okay, so I, I cut the TV on. I was like, oh, Pelicans on. Great. It's like I haven't, I've only watched maybe three games this entire season. Oh, come on. I thought you were a fan. I am a fan, no, but you're, I, I... No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not 
You don't subject yourself to abuse. You're not a fan. I don't subject myself to Please, abuse. You're watching the Cowboys your whole life. I don't Cowboys subject do. myself to abuse. You they come got, in here with got me more total wins Thursday, since I was alive than the Saints. Got more total to wins than the than the Saints you, since I've been since alive. You've been alive. I like yes. how he has that. Since I've been alive. I mean, I could do since the abuse. inception of the NFL. Abuse. But yeah, yeah. No, abuse. I'm gonna subject myself to come abuse. Come in here. So you're not a Pelicans. With that being said, I was like, Pelicans playing at home. Cut the TV on. Cut the tube on. Cut the tube on. They balling. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Josh Hart almost got a triple double. It's everybody balling. Getting to the four quarters. Like it's a close one. But I feel like the Pels can pull this one out. I go to sleep. I wake up. I only see highlights of overtime. But I'm like, okay, Pelicans can pull, Pelicans pull this one out. Get to my drive here this morning. And I'm like, Lynn, why the long face? You like Pelicans lost? It's like they lost. So I, didn't know, I thought they won. He's like, no, they lost. Oh. Brandon Ingram missed two shots. Jokic made two shots. Game over. Jokic. I was like, what? I just, I didn't know. I, I, so who's your team? Is it like, or are you a Heat fan? No, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a Pelicans no. fan that, does, I, that don't want to subject yourself to abuse. Like, doesn't watch their team and then come Yeah, and uh, because I'm tired of being sold this facade of high-flying, energizing basketball in the blender, which is a lie. It's a lie, Scott. I'm not buying into it this season. I'm sorry. I told the Cowboys have been telling you that they're going to win the Super Bowl. No, no. Been it's been it. packed. It's been the stadium always packed. Yeah, it, stadium always packed. Stadium always right packed. Now. Sure it is. We win. The, we win our divisional the games. Cowboys could be one in sixteen. You're relating basketball to football. You're relating basketball relating to football. Norman to Norman. That's what we're this talking is basketball. Eighty two games. Fan. You're not a Pelicans fan. Eighty two games. This isn't a basketball football thing. This is a Norman Norman thing. This is the Pelicans. You know I will not subject we're myself not to the abuse. On this, although you're not a Pelicans fan, that is Norman Locke. I'm Scott Prather. Let's let's just let's give it to the listeners. Let's let them have a say. Two six nine ten seventy. I think it's time to open up phone lines. Two six nine one zero seven seven. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Yeah, um, I want to uh, go back on the conversation uh, at the end of last hour uh, when um, Norm was talking about the bet. Uh, now, Norm, was that uh, Small World, right? That was Small World. Yes. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm defend him for the simple fact that he made that bet on an afternoon show that existed. Uh, the show doesn't exist anymore, so he That's could true. get out of this because it's not like he... He, he could call he in. Call, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the afternoon. Like I, I rarely... I don't think I've ever... I think I heard him call once on Lynn's show or twice. I, I just think, you know... But like, Norm has his number. A, Norm, don't you have his number? Yeah, I have his number. All right, well, we got to call him during the break. I'll call him. Oh, I text him. He in, yeah, I text him. He didn't text back. Oh, we're, I'm, I'm going to call him. No, no, Norm. Norm, I, I, Norm claims that he knows this guy personally, which changes everything here. I mean, if, if that's the case, this guy needs to he needs to shave his eyebrow. Follow through. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, looking at it like that, I didn't hear that that information. Like I said, I caught the tail end of the conversation. Um, well, yeah, let's put them all. Put them all. Let's yeah. call them now. Well, I, I, I should call him on air. I, I, I don't have many standards, but I'm going to at least call him during the break. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't have many standards, <laughs> but I'm not going to call him right now. I'll wait. Well, I think that would make good radio, man. But look, uh, y'all have a good one, and uh, thank you. I do as well. I just, I just don't know that it would be legal. <laughs> to, to call and demand him to bring his eyebrow. Yeah. Oh. Yep. You and, know what? I might change my mind. Maybe in the next segment I will just call him. Just see if he answers. <laughs> hey, but then, but then he starts, you know, then he doesn't know he's on live and he yeah, starts he dropping. Yeah, yeah. I, I say I'm waiting on the text. See what happens. You know how many people are in the 
football transfer portal right now? How many? 1,074. It's a lot. You know how many have entered the transfer portal and found a home as of now? I mean, the semester literally isn't over yet, but okay. This is 299. That haven't? That that have. Oh, yeah. I mean, because the semester's not over. Some of these players are still taking exams. Some of them still have to see where the rest of these head coaches land after the bowl games. I, 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 I mean, don't take a genius to know that the number's going to be low. What do you think the number's going to be like when all is said and done? Like, how many guys do you think enter the transfer portal and then they don't find the place? I see about 50%. That's a lot. Now, I'm not anti-transfer portal, to be clear. I'm not. Um, and I think people need to not jump down a kid's throat when they make that decision. They're trying to do what's best for them. I just worry about, man, make sure you got a place to go when you do it. That's all. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is to make sure that you got a spot. But, um, you know, some of these kids, they just they, they jump in there off a whim. And, you know, I, but I, I would rather a player who's unhappy jump in there and try to find a spot and maybe take a, a, a year off than to stay in a program unhappy and just going through life just – you know, trying to play football, uh, you know, maybe they'll just kick into a different gear, maybe get a different major or, you know, <clears throat> fall into opening a business, something else. But you just ultimately happiness, I think, is the biggest thing when I think of the transfer portal. Like Another thing I think that needs to be considered, especially when there's a coaching change, everyone's like, oh, well, there's a lot of transfers because they don't want to play for the coach. When a coach is somewhere in their first year, they replace somebody there for one year, Typically, the transfer portal numbers are higher than when they first come in. And that, that's twofold. One, the obvious is I think that a lot of fans point to is, oh, well, they, the player realized they don't want to play for this coach. The other thing that fans usually don't bring up, Norm, is that coach after a year with some of those players that he didn't recruit says, you don't have a place here anymore. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of kids in the transfer portal that were told by a coach we switching there's the scheme. A, there's not a spot for you. Yeah, we're going and from a 4-3 to 3-4. We're going from... You hear people say that much, though? It's usually just all about, oh, well, the kid just doesn't want to play there. It's like sometimes they're told they got to go. Internally, it's going to come. I mean, you just know the playing style of a coach that's going to come in and know, like, okay, he recruits quarterbacks that run the football more prevalent than they throw the football. And I'm a big-time wide receiver. It don't look like I'm going to be getting a lot of catches here. Time to go. And the coach might even tell him, like... Yeah, you might. Yeah, we about to run the veneer, dog. We don't, we don't like, have a spot for you. <laughs> like we, about, we about to run the veneer. We yeah. don't need our We need you to block. Well, that's not kind of what I want to do. Well, look, I'm, let me get your playbooks. Hey, I mean, and, and Dr. Maggard said, you know, one of the reasons Coach Desermo was, you know, after the interview, it was about sustaining what they already have there and not changing much about the system in place because the players they currently have are tailor made for it. the player. And he said, recruits see this system works. It does work. RBU. All right, let's head to the phone lines. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, guys, I'm, I've been listening to y'all with a lot of information in reference to college football and all the different, I would call it, college football is just something else. But the one thing that I've been paying attention to is y'all talking about the transfer portal, and that is something that has changed a lot about how coaches do things. And and the fact that, you know, 
They're getting paid. Some of them are getting paid a lot of money now. They're signing big paydays. College football is a lot of work. I'm sure pro, pro, pro coaches would tell you this because you got to do more than just coach a football game. There's so much that goes on before the football game on Saturday that nearly coaches sometimes don't even see their wives and their children sometimes during the week because they're on the road doing all sorts of stuff. Well, when I think about some other things about college football, you know, the big names such as the Notre Dames, the Michigans, the USC's, the Penn State's, all those names that were big in the 70s, you know, those names are still relevant to the NCAA. Whether they're relevant to anybody else, the NCAA wants these big names to always be a part of Ohio State. Let me not leave them out, Notre Dame. And it's crazy. To me, the NCAA doesn't run anything. The way I look at it, it's almost like they don't run anything because when, we, when the pandemic started and the games were being, I guess I would say, shuffled around, it's almost like the NCAA told the, the conferences, do what y'all want. Play how many games y'all want against each other, and it's fine. We just don't care. It doesn't matter. But now that we've finally come back to a normal thing, the NCAA want to act like they're running things again. Well, guys, one thing I know, those contracts, they won't get smaller. They'll keep increasing, getting larger and larger. Yep. Yeah, yeah, And no that doubt. is college football. Yeah, that's going to continue because you're going to have professional coaches leaving the pros to come make this kind of money. There's a lot of money out here. All I say is that we remember that college athletes are amateurs and they're young kids still finding their way. And we got to protect them. And the NCAA doesn't do a fantastic job at that. Thank, Thank you, Coach. On top of that, Mark Emmer, the NCAA president, was asked about the NIL policy yesterday, and he said, I know a lot of people are afraid of it, but we still badly need Congress to act. They're not very optimistic that anything can be done. Yeah. I mean, the NCAA Spencer is trying to dictate terms to Congress. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, Spencer Rattler made a million dollar in NIL and really ain't pan out. Good for him. Good for him. Did if he find made, it. Hey, good for good for. I wonder Spencer. if he got the full million dollars. That's, good a, that's a good Spencer. question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They don't. The thing don't is, the NCAA don't... doesn't have. That's what they were saying. They don't have enough details to really. They don't have anything in place to truly police this as much as they want to. It's also still early in the process, and they're realizing they don't have enough firepower to do it, so they want Congress to do it. I'm sure Congress is like, ha! We're not checking all the taxes. later. (laughs) Russell Wilson rumors. Where will he play next year? We'll discuss that next on ESPN Lafayette. Best ticket in sports. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate 
DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. ESPN Lafayette, Scott Pray, the Norman Locke. I think when teams think of Russell Wilson as their quarterback, they think of the tantalizing potential it could bring to their team. Uh, Russell Wilson's been sacked more than anybody this season in the NFL, and he's missed a number of games and still is the leader in that statistic. Free Russell Wilson. He wanted out of Seattle last year. Here's, here's the weird thing. Though. He never said that publicly. He made it clear. He never said that publicly. You're right. But d- would you agree that he made it clear? Mm, no, I, I would not agree. Okay. All right. So you don't think he wanted out of Seattle? You don't think he's starting to plant the seeds to get out? He didn't say it publicly, Scott. You an- he didn't say it publicly. You know the truth. Come on. I don't, know, I don't know the truth. So you, you, you're, you're, not, you're, you're telling me that you, with, a, with a, some kind of PDF, PhD, mm-hmm. aren't bright enough to understand that when the agents start spreading word of, hey, he wants out of Seattle, and the player's like, well, I just want a little more say, but, you know, I'm committed, but I want more say, and I want this, and I want that, and I want us to do this. Come on. You don't think Anthony Davis wanted out of New Orleans up until the exact moment he actually said it publicly? Oh, well, I mean, once he said it publicly, I knew what he wanted. But you, you, I knew what he wanted. You, you know, don't think that all the things happening before it. See, now we're just wasting time because you're just trolling. I'm, I'm not trolling. He didn't say it publicly. Now, you can ask, do Russell, I think he's going to leave? But that's, That is exactly what I just asked you. No. You asked, was the writing on the wall? Did the agent? No. Now, do I think Russell Wilson should think, be traded? I said, did you think Russell Wilson wanted out of Seattle before this season? And I said no. See, and I, I think. We disagree. It's okay. He didn't publicly say that. I disagree. He, uh, you know, just because Mayor situa- Cantrell... Other, other situations are similar with other athletes. You, you would at least acknowledge that you don't feel that way across the board when it comes to these kinds of situations. I just didn't feel like that with Russell Wilson. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll live with that. I'll live with that. I don't want to turn it into, well, you said it with this guy, but no. Oh, no, no, no. I mean... Reality is, he wants out now. What I find odd is... Of the teams, he, that, and this is according to various reports, of the teams he would be interested in, according to, um, I think the reporter's last name is Schultz, the Broncos, the Saints, and the Giants. The, if, if, you're, if you're Russell Wilson and you're saying, I'm tired of getting sacked all the time, but send me to New York where their quarterbacks are getting sacked all the time, it ain't just about the sacks. Well, Market size has something to do with it. 
there's there's a lot that goes into it because if it was just about protection and, and getting behind an O line, you wouldn't you wouldn't say send well, me this, to, send me to the Giants. This is why I don't believe none of those reports still to this day um, with the speculated teams because in the end it's going to be the Seahawks' decision on who they're going to trade him to who offers the best package. But he has Russell a no Wilson. but he has a no trade clause. So that changes things because they have to find a suitor that Russell Wilson would also say, and I agree to go there. But this weighs more into Seattle's uh, <clears throat> into Seattle's cards because he has a no trade clause, meaning if they don't find the package that suits them, guess what? He's he going to sit. He's going to have to play. They're not going to trade him. Same thing, barring the off-the-field issues well, with I, Houston. I, you're you're not, I, I, have, I don't think it plays stronger into their cards. I think it narrows the field a lot. If they do trade him, we'll both agree they'll get a lot in return for that. Depending on the term, the terms that the team wants to give up or can give up. So that I, that if, I agree. If he is actually traded, yeah. If he's Seattle traded, will get a whole lot in return. Yeah, you yes. get a lot depending yes. on who wants to give a lot. Because if the the terms for Deshaun Watson, you know, Houston was asking for three first round picks. Three first round picks. Uh, it seems like the standard will be for Russell Wilson. Well, what team was really willing to give up those three first-round picks? Deshaun Watson's situation is different for one gigantic. Well, I say aside from but off the football, but, but that's that they still a, they're still going to get two first-round picks a, though. That is, I are they? I do. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't agree. I, don't, I have no idea. I, I, I agree. They're they still going to get two first. Round I don't. Picks. I, you got two first round picks. Was traded from compare, Stafford, or was it one? I, I, I don't. It was. It was one. I don't think you can compare it because it's. The Deshaun Watson thing, I don't compare to anything because of the off-the-field stuff. And I still think he's going to get traded. With the off-the-field issues, That's nothing has happened yet. Nothing has happened yet. I still think he's going to get traded for at least two first-round picks. But he hasn't played at all this year because of those issues as well. That nothing has happened. He know, hasn't been found guilty of anything. I mean, he's, he's not gonna, on the player exemptions list. He's going to play. He's been getting paid. So and, I, I lean more towards him getting traded this offseason than him not getting we'll traded. What, we'll see what he gets. Well, uh, but you he's been just, getting paid. You just acknowledge that Houston won't get what they want for him. No, they're going to get two first-round picks. I, I've, I've acknowledged and said that. They're going to get two first-round picks, minimum. We'll see. Minimum. But, but you early on said they're asking for three. And so they're not going to get what they initially asked I, I didn't for. say that they you asked. You said they, they, they were asking for three first-round picks. Before the off the sale, and I said that they're going to get at a minimum two. There you go. At a minimum two. At a minimum two. Somebody's going to give up two first-rounders. Probably a second, another player likely on a, a good rookie deal to get Russell Wilson. That's probably what it's going to take. You also have to, you know, a really big. Got to have the cap for it. Correct. That's a big thing. There. Hey, man, that's what I said. It's going to take. Just, that's why I can't just. And if you're a team that wants Seattle to pick up some of the initial salary to lower the cap, guess what? You're probably going to have to throw in another first. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever he goes, it's going to cost a lot. It's going to cost a lot. Where do you think he's going to play next year? Now, this is the quarterback domino that I see happen. I do I do not see Teddy Bridgewater staying with the Broncos. I do think they're going to have an opening in Charlotte. I do think they're going to have another opening in the AFC. I don't know where yet, but I feel like another team is going to get rid of somebody. NFC, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think that Atlanta wants to get younger. He wouldn't agree to go there. You ask him where he just agrees. Just ask me where where I think. No, but you have to factor in the no trade clause, and that's part of this discussion. 
I'm looking at teams that have pieces that can give. I know. You're doing that without looking at the no trade clause. Because I, I don't, I mean, no trade clause is very important. It's the biggest wrench in this entire thing. To, in my scenario, the no trade clause adds to my scenario of, yes, he's going to pick what teams he wants to go to, but it's going to be the teams that Seattle comes to him. Like, okay, here, here's the best offers that we have gotten from these teams. Now you can pick out of these teams. Yeah, he won't go to Atlanta. You hope that as the Saints, that's the Saints fan talking. Why would he go to Atlanta with with it? Why would he go somewhere for a team that's rebuilding, restarting? You just say the reports are saying the Giants too, but that's a that's a that's rebuild a, too. That's a, that's a market thing. For oh sure. uh, well, hey, Atlanta's a market thing. He could be the next Michael Vick down Atlanta there in Atlanta. Is not New York, and you it's know that. Chocolate City, man. Atlanta you go down there not, with Sierra. Atlanta Sierra's from Atlanta. Oh, why are they on the list either? Sierra's from it. Why and, the Giants and, are on there? By the way, I said that I—that's the one that I totally didn't understand was the Giants. I don't understand the fanatics about the Broncos too. I mean, you, you team up with John Elway, the defense isn't as good as it used to be. They got a good defense. I—I I don't. I don't know where he's going to end up. I—I'll I, say this: I don't think it's going to be New Orleans. I think. New Orleans wants him. Yeah. I think they're going to make some offers and try to make it work. I think you'll probably have Jameis Winston on a one-year deal next year as your starting quarterback. That's what I believe. I don't believe that he goes to the Saints solely because I think the Saints still, what they're saying is going to be $80 million over the cap or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, Russ is a $40 million man. For him to come... The Saints are de- with a depleted offense already. We have to deplete more. They have to give up a good bit, correct? So I don't see the positives in trading for Russell Wilson. No, the because positives are <laughs> positives in, are Russell Wilson not depleting the, the entire rest of the team. No, but in, in order for to get, but they already have somewhat of a depleted team. So you depleted more to bring with a quarterback in. To, when you have when you have a when you have an elite quarterback, you like. You win games. You can win games with a depleted roster. When you don't, you're going to lose those games every time. Every I'm, time. I'm starting to believe that's that's not true. It took the Chiefs to get healthy, and that defense stopped playing Rogers well. Without five Pro Bowlers on a short week, went into Arizona, who's a very good team, and they won that game. Without Aaron Rodgers, they would have lost by five touchdowns. Correct, but that team isn't depleted on the the, the offensive side. Who? Green Bay. He was missing like. Key offensive players in that game. For a game, not a season, Scott. They wouldn't trade it away. Oh, for an entire... You're talking about losing five Pro Bowlers for an entire season? No, 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 no. If you trade, i.e., a Michael Thomas to get a Russell Wilson, uh, and he has to play with Deontay Harris, Callaway, and a bunch... It's not like you're not adding a single thing. I just said. I All I said is don't deplete Orleans, the team. The You're going to send away three first-round picks. Why would, Seattle, two, why would Seattle take Michael Thomas? Two, you got to give up something. What <laughs> else are they going to take? take him with that contract and the recent injury is? What else are you going to take? I just said I don't think he's going to New Orleans. No, but I'm just saying in the scenario. I don't know. You First of all, a lot of draft capital, which you got to give you're up. You're depleting. You're depleting. Because you need, you, need to draft, you need to draft some players on this team. you're probably going to have to send like a good old lineman on like a rookie deal, like a, you know, a McCoy or something like that. It's just tough to do. Hey Amen. But they would do it if they could work out of the case. I'm just glad you're on the they side the of, trigger in a second. of no more Mayor Cantrell second line videos for Russell Wilson. Just because it's, it's, not, remember, it's not coming. Remember, we're going to go to the phone lines in a second. Remember when that, all that stuff was happening? Remember my take was like, damn, like, how do you think Jameis feels right now seeing all this? You got 
Michael Thomas. How, Drew, Drew wasn't retired yet. Drew, Drew was. This was that he, was. He wasn't was, retired yet. Oh, t- he wasn't retired yet. Everyone knew he was retiring. He knew everyone he but but me. The team everyone knew. but me. The team knew. Yeah, got yeah. some new hair. Everyone he started knew. working out. Hey, he got some new hair because he's going to the TV booth. <laughs> you just listen to me, Norm. You would learn stuff, but you just don't listen. All right, let's head to the follow lines. ESPN Lafayette. Good morning. Welcome in. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hey. What's up? Am I up? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, Norm good said morning. hi. He said good morning. Yeah, well, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know if y'all had like three other lines lit up. I'm I'm talking you, to you. Kyle, talking Kyle, to you, Kyle's Kyle. Got his own hotline right there. Well, I mean, I've been on hold for 15 minutes, so, you know. I didn't know. Now, but, now hey, for the record, that um, does not mean you get to talk for 15 straight minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think I should. No, that's you not how it works. Oh, no, yeah. not not on my show, wait. my friend. Okay. Okay, Let's anyway, get to it. We're wasting time here. You're right. Okay. First of all, I didn't call about Russell Wilson, but there ain't nobody in the world going to get going to going to rate what you, what you just said that Seattle's going to try. I imagine they try to get a whole football team for him. But they're not going to get a whole football team for him. So there's only one player that's even worth what you just mentioned, Scott, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And if if if, if they can throw in Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure the Saints would make a deal. You know, if they throw in Mahomes with Wilson, the, the Saints would make that kind of a trade. Other than that, that's not going to happen. But uh, I, I called about the transfer portal. Man, it's getting out of control, guys. Y'all there? Yeah, why you feel why you feel like that, Kyle? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. I ought to tell y'all this because I heard a rumor last night, man. A rumor I, over in Baton Rouge, Mike the Tiger is looking to get the transfer portal. <laughs> he he going yeah. to Auburn they, or he going they, to Clemson? They, <laughs> hey, they, they say his landing no, they say his landing spots are Clemson or Auburn, or he might even go pro early and go to Cincinnati. <laughs> he's, he's trying to make up his mind right now. All right, I'm gonna let y'all go later. All right. Don't let him. That was, that was, you know what? Hey. I like that one. That he was, was like quick. He, got, he, he had the, the joke. Point. Yeah. Nah, he Kyle get a 10 out of 10 with that one. You well, know, hey, Zoe, well, Joe Exotic might well, be getting them. Well done. <laughs> oh, God, talk Joe Exotic. Do you know anyone that has actually two. watched season two? I have. No. I have. They, you Wait, no. You're telling me that you watched season two? I watched season what two. Are you, why are you, what is your problem? I'm committed. Why would you do that? You're committed to just insanity is free, what you free are. Free Joe Exotic. You are the first person free Joe that I have talked to, I kid you not, that has actually, I don't know anyone that's even spent a second watching season two and you've done it. Why, why haven't, why nobody wants why? to watch season two? Because it came and it went. It was the beginning of COVID. It was all the rage and everyone realized, God dog, that whole thing was depressing. Life, it really was. We, and, and you know what? Away from I'll that. tell you this. That was girl. disgusting. And then season two comes out. Crickets. I don't know anyone that watched any of it. You know You're why? telling me that you spent time. No, you know I'm not one, worried about one, you. One, it was half the length of the first season. I don't, I don't want to hear excuses. Then I two, I want you to get help. I wanted to know. I want you to get help. I, the reason why I was so intrigued about season two, Scott, I wanted to know what could it possibly be about. And I'll tell you now, after watching it, it's not worth watching it because all they want to show is the, the uh, like, they just like, want to humanize Joe Exotic. You, That's why, all it was. Why would you? No more. I'm actually, I'm actually, I mean it. I'm actually want, worried about it. I want you. to see the Tigers. I'm actually worried about you. That's not why you want it. <laughs>
I'm, I have concerns. No, what really happened is like I'm concerns. on Netflix, and I'm not a binge watcher, Scott. I'm really not. I don't binge watch a lot of stuff. I haven't seen uh, what is goth or what they call it. Uh, I think goth? they call it goth. Goth? Goth is like a... <laughs> no, no, that's what it's, it's like. Um, There's a show just called goth? Yeah, everybody's like, they didn't like how it ended and everything. This kind of looked like Lord of the Rings or something. What? Kind of looks like Lord of the Rings. You mean like, oh, Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. That's what they call it. It's goth, right? You no. say goth? But no. they, 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 got, they have an acronym for no, it that they it, use. No, no. Yeah, it, G-O-T. No one calls G-O- it goth. Oh, got. I'm no one sorry. calls it Game God. of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones. Okay, well, yeah. Not binge watching that. Not doing none of that. All American. All these shows. Not binge watching none of this. But. You watched the garbage. Tiger King and Cowboy Bebop came out like the same week. and I was like two. I mean, look, I watched the first. Everyone watched the first season. Everyone watched the first. You were the only person that has watched season two. Me and Lynn. Oh, God. Wasn't that bad, Scott? Stop. Wasn't that bad? Free free Joe Exotic. As far as a transfer portal goes, look, you've got the college coaching carousel. So good for college athletes that have more controls of their careers. Life isn't a transfer portal, and the next thing isn't always better. The transfer portal I look at similar to players that declare for the NBA draft. It's their right. They can do it. You see a lot of players declare every year, Norm, and not that many get drafted, right? The difference is for some of those guys, they've got, not all of them, but a good number of them end up playing overseas. They've at least got something. They're kind of... Correct. With the transfer portal, you leave and you've got a place to go and you're that good. What's the, awesome. That's what? awesome. There are going to... My, my point is... Depending on what side of it you want to argue, you, a lot of folks will just point to one side or the other. Look at all the guys that didn't have a home. This is bad. And they're not going to point to, look at the last couple of Heisman winners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So this it, how I look it, at it's it, good God. that they have the right. It's unfortunate that some will leave because it gets tough and then have nowhere to go. But that, to me, is not a reason to get rid of it. The players, what about the players that sit for three years and never play? Go if you have a chance to go play, go. Yeah, that's that's my that's my thought process. Yeah, like if I set for two, start go. If I set for two, let's count the COVID year. This is my third year, and I haven't touched the field yet. What am I doing? I'm a well, leave. Well, if you've got three years left and your your trajectory looks like you will get to play, stick it out. If if if, if I'm unhappy, like if, think about think about they talk about the players that out of time that get in trouble. Because they're not active in in the game role, or they don't they haven't found their role in the system, or That's whatever kind of it a might be. Statement though, I mean, there've been good players that get in trouble and bad players no, that don't yeah, play that never get. In trouble. No, that's true. But I'm just saying it's more prevalent with the the backups. I hate to say it, but a lot of a lot of the backups get in most of the trouble. I think like there is there is always going to be issues with the transfer portal. It is going to be an extra job for head coaches because you're always recruiting and now you're also recruiting the guys on your own team build the right kind of culture it's still going to happen but it's going to happen a lot less it's somewhere where you have the right culture around a program even though there is some negative that comes with the transfer portal there is a lot of positives that come with it as well a lot so it's not going anywhere it's not nor should it and if you only point to the negatives and say oh well this is terrible and and they got to get rid of it just just call it even. That's all I'm saying. Just call it even. Just call it even. 
that's why I get. I put it at a 50-50. Like you said, you could transfer, mess around, win a Heisman, walk on somewhere. Baker Mayfield did it. Like so, it's like, or you could enter the portal and suddenly you don't have money to pay for college, and that's gone. Both things happen. They happen, guys. Like, don't act like one happens and the other doesn't. And there are plenty of transfer. I mean, heck, the, what Michael Jefferson had a good year for the Cajuns, didn't he? John Stevens Jr. I mean, these guys transferred to UL. It's worked out well for them. Yeah. Did. Some other guys left. Jamal Bell, I don't know where he's going to play. I hope it works out for him. It does. Right? Some guys leave. Some guys stay. You're seeing, you know, you're seeing it happen at LSU. 40 after the hour of 8 o'clock. You're seeing it happening all over college sports. That's Scott. I'm Norm. We are, during the break, going to try to call Small World. <laughs> Norm has his information. Small World is the individual who made a bet with Norm, the eyebrow bet. Is he going to answer the phone? He's not going to answer the phone. I'm trying, I'm trying to see if... Lynn hasn't even answered the phone. Now, Where's the Chick-fil-A, yeah, Lynn? to be bringing you breakfast. Where's the chick Nobody wants to come up on my bets. Yeah, if you're going to make a bet with Norm, follow through. <laughs> follow through. Follow through. It's all the max. Follow through. Don't go anywhere. I'm Scott. That's Dorm. It's ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. This is the one place where you can really let the referees know exactly how you feel. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com. And the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. All right, so we've we made a call during the break, and the phone was answered. It was answered. It was not the guy who made the bet with Norm about the eyebrow bet about the Saints-Cowboys game. It, it was Smoke Dog. Now, that might be confusing to some of you tuning in because last week, Norm claimed it was Smoke Dog who made the bed, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was someone named Small World. Small World. These are interesting handles. He's in, yeah. They're all in the fantasy football. So listening. I called and, I, and he answered. I was like, is this Small World? He's like, no, nah, this is Smoke Dog. Who's this? So he sounded like the, this is rapper Funk Sway. Who's this? Who is this? Who is this? Oh, this Pete. I uh, want to say his real name is Paul. Okay. Well, you don't need to give his last name. Don't, yeah, I'm not unless he, unless he, well, Paul. no, if he, no, if he keeps his point, you will do it. No, I mean, hey, bet's a bet. So you still don't have the actual phone number of the guy who made the bet. I, I'm, I'm trying to, if we Lynn, get it. Lynn Burton, he ain't text me back about the breakfast. This feels like, and I got kicked out the group message. What's going like, on, this Lynn? It feels like a coup. It feels like you're being iced out here. That's what, you know what? I, I know why. It's because them cowboys won. I know what it is. I, I understand. I, I at least respond to your text and tweets when they win. Yes, I do. Um, yes, I do. Not my tweets, but my tweets. No, I, I responded. You, 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 you put 
put something in there. I was like, enjoy the moment. You, you that was after in game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't even tweeting during. Yeah, in game. Yeah, I wasn't even tweeting during. I, I, I actually was watching the game on my phone. We, I was at, I was at a a function. Okay. And I was told there would be a TV, and there wasn't. And Let's so, that, and then that, sports fanatics yeah. on a four inch. It <laughs> was like, oh, I got my eighty inch. I'm like, I got my four inch. I was in the end I zone. It. I watched it. I was in the corner end zone where Gallup made the toe tap touchdown. It was a great catch. I literally just, I couldn't get my phone out fast enough. I had a, a smooth. slow. No, I was, I literally just got to my seat and I was like, slow. I was like, t- I almost threw everything I had in my hand. The chicken wings, the smooth, I almost threw everything out the. Eyebrow. Out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I asked Smoke Dog, I was like, how do you feel about Norm just accusing you last week of making a bet you didn't make and he's like oh it's norm you gotta expect the unexpected and then i said well isn't that what's expected and he's like that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> all right two six nine ten seventy seven let's take a quick phone call here welcome into the great scott show good morning uh smoke dog is ball so that's okay well all right well we got to keep looking through the fantasy football. <laughs> it feels like you have no idea who this guy is that made the bet. You just know yeah, him. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's catfishing. No, uh, they got names. Uh, obviously, uh, people give their nicknames. He's, he's catfishing. I don't know. Hold up. Hold up. You know who Small World might be? Who? John Madden. Who? John Madden. <laughs> Why would he be John Madden? What's no, I'm serious. I think John. Huh? What's the punchline here? Second. What's the punchline here? Where's this going? So there's no punchline. Like, I, it could be him because he was, I don't know, like, he's usually in the RV, kind of like traveling around America. Like, he, he usually talks about that. Well, so it could be a, a John Madden type. He's been in, he's been an assistant living for a few years. Legendary John Madden. <laughs> Legendary John Madden. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I love John Madden. I mean, how can you not? Yeah, I mean, that's football, John Madden 98. I think that was the first football game I ever had. Really? Yeah. Emory, well, it was Emory's. <laughs> it wasn't mine. It was Emory's. Madden. They started calling it Madden in like 90 or 91. It was funny. The creators of that, this is when Joe Montana was still, Joe Montana was still playing. And I think Sega or the creators of, of, of the two games were like, we want to build this a franchise, a, a video game franchise around Joe Montana, but the creators of the two w- thought it would be better to build it around Madden, so they intentionally made the Montana games, which I think it had like a two or three year run, completely inferior to the Madden games. It just like like on purpose. purpose. <laughs> and look, the Montana one still sold like this was Joe Montana, and he was like probably the he was the biggest star in the NFL for a number of years, and then eventually the Madden thing just. Like, all right, I guess we got to discontinue this Montana thing because it's not working. And then the Madden ones just kept growing. And I just feel like it, it just and couldn't have never been another name. Madden. Yeah, it's just if like it was, it's Madden. If, if it was Montana, but you got it. But like, credit to the creators, they're thinking long term. Like, long term, correct. A player, a star player will. Like, if it was called Mahomes, like if every year the cover of Madden wasn't the cover of Madden, it's like, what are we going to call it? Correct. You know who who would have bought Hillis Eleven? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who would have bought Hillis 11? <laughs> or Fitzgerald Palomalu 13? Nine. Yeah, 9. Like, with the two a, of them on no, it. Like, no, no. It's like, you can't. The Montana thing, I get it in the moment. You're like, we got, look, he's, he's the biggest star. Put his name on it. Make some money. And then they went away but from the like, John Madden. No, we got we to gotta stick to, right, because it used to be called John Madden football. We need to name it after this because this has staying power because he's, 
he's going to be broadcaster for a long time. By the time he retired from broadcasting, the video game was so big it didn't matter. Didn't matter, no. Madden, dude. You yeah, get the new Madden. You don't even say the year. You don't, yeah, you don't say the year. The new Madden. Madden. Just did you get Madden this did you year? Get Madden? Oh, dude, not Madden, Madden twenty two. What, what are your Madden ratings? Madden. What are your Madden ratings? Now they, there's this list, Scott, that's been floating around Twitter. You know the Twitterverse, and they're saying cut one. Well, cut two quarterbacks. Why do I think I know where this is going? I just want I just want to know where you're leaning to on the quarterbacks that that could be cut. They say you got to cut two players. It's Tom Brady, Payne Manny, Brett Favre, John Elway, Joe Montana, Drew Brees. I just wanted to see where your head was at. My head cut two. You got to cut two. My oh. head went to Brett Favre, Drew Brees. That's the two that got to go. I mean go. Favre and then Brady because of the history of cheating. There you go. I answered. Okay. That's, All right. That's how you feel. 52 after the hour. That's your, why, why, Brett, why Brett? You gave you a reason why, Tom. Too many interceptions. Okay. okay. I've never been a Brett Favre guy. I and anybody that's listened to me for 15 years can say that that has been true for much. I mean, when I started coming on the radio here in 05, I was like. You bringing the smoke to Brett. I'm not saying he's not a great player, but the way everyone just glazes over all of his mistakes, like they're somehow compliments, is really annoying. Like he would do something, it was a bad play, and it's like, oh man, God, I didn't need the best ever. <laughs> yeah. That one that. almost He's went just in. Just a gunslinger, <laughs> don't you love it? Like he just threw like a game losing interception. Like what? And Good and like Brett. you know, like I'm you know, buy some just, Wranglers today. Just other stuff. He had that <laughs> and the and the pills and like. There's this thing in Mississippi now where he took welfare money and had he never paid it, paid back. it back. Like <laughs> it was always this stuff where I'm like, I'm not, guys. I'm not saying he's not an all time great quarterback, but he's not the he's all time douchebag too. Not the greatest. <laughs> and let's stop just glazing over all of these other things. Well, I say they would take things that he did that were bad on and off the field and make it like make it like a good thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. you're not. We're not doing that. Not it's not on my cowboy. Show. It's the lovable cowboy. We're not doing the lovable that. cowboy. See, but I'm saying, you know what? If you don't got more than one ring, get off this list. That's how I look at it. You know, get the one ring guys out of there. You know, I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah, that's that's my criteria. So I can't. I don't want to. You know, put the greats against the greats like, like that. Who made that list, by the way? Uh, let me see who made this. It's list. so good. It's such a. It's such like an blue easy, wire pod. It's it's smart. Like you want to get reaction. Put all are, those. That's the that's the that's fan, the guys to put up there. Fans are fans, so you know they're going to defend their guy. Yep. They're all going to argue like crazy, and you throw in names like Breeze or Fart. You know, you throw in you throw in all these names, and it's like let let everyone just have at it instead of asking who's the best ever. Put that list down and say you got to get rid of two, two or got to get rid of three. It's like, oh man, they're. I'm seeing their a lot of action is going to be over the, the the out of the thousand quote tweets that they they have on this post. Majority is saying John Elway, Brett Favre, Drew Brees. Majority. Elway won too. Elway, Elway was a beast. I like Elway. That's why I'm trying. I'm like, bro, why beast, Elway dude. name even like on here? Like Elway this. was, aw- and one of the best athletes to play the quarterback position ever. Like people, people loved. Look, Steve Young was good, but he wasn't Elway. Nah, see, I he like wasn't Elway. Elway. My my grandfather no. was a, a avid Elway. He wasn't a Broncos fan. Yeah. He was a Elway fan. That dude, 
Okay, yeah, maybe he hadn't done the best in his role in Denver, although they did win a Super Bowl. They went to two. Hey, one, one went he, to two. He's, he's got three rings. Two as a player. Yeah, two as a player. All right, don't go anywhere. Dan Patrick shows next. That is Norman Locke. Lynn still has not returned with your breakfast. He's not coming. I, I don't know what the, he's you, back. You heard him lie. You heard him lie to us. We got to call him out. Everybody hit up Lynn on Twitter. Call him a liar. Oh, yeah, I'm about to tweet him. All right, don't You're go anywhere. Big phony. ESPN Lafayette, best ticketed sports. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Gus Kattengill also working on another potential guest. State championship games coming up this weekend. Going to talk about that as well. ESPN Lafayette.